Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. I'm back with season six. Hard to believe that it's been six seasons of the Lens of Faith podcast. Wow, what an amazing journey so far. As I was praying and asking God for an on-time word for His people and how He wanted me to start the season out, He really put a burning message on my heart. He wants me to talk about something that's not popular, you might not hear about a lot. It's not a cool, trendy buzzword, but it's actually a requirement and very necessary in order to have an intimate relationship living right with God. And that is, yes, I know, it's the H word, holiness. God really wants me to share his heart with you today when it comes to pursuing holiness. And no, it's not what you think it is. You know, if you grew up in the church, you think the word holiness, you think, you know, these plain looking women with, you know, long skirts, no makeup, you know, they don't speak much. They just sit there. They're quiet. You might have the wrong perception of what holiness is, because let me tell you, you can be beautiful. You can wear makeup. You can be fashionable. You can be fun, adventurous, funny, and still live holy. There's so many scriptures in the Bible where we are commanded to pursue holiness. One of my favorites is in Romans 6, 19. I am speaking in human terms because you are weak in your natural self. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and everything else, so now offer yourselves in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. So I really want to share today, I mean, what does holiness really look like, you know, in a practical way? What does it look like in your day-to-day life? Well, first thing first, we must surrender. It really begins with surrender. You know, the Bible tells us to carry our cross, to give up our rights, right? We can't chase after the same things that the world chases after. If you're not living with the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's conviction If you're living in the gray area, oh, this is right, this is wrong, you know, as long as I don't do this, then I'm not sinning. If you're living with that mindset, you're not pursuing holiness. We need to desire and allow the Holy Spirit to convict us in every area of our lives. Every move you make, every word you speak, every thought you think, every action, every person you're with, we must stay mindful and discerning. Would my Savior, would my Lord be pleased if he was sitting with me right now? Would he be okay with what I'm doing? Would he be okay with what I'm thinking? Would he be okay with what I'm watching? Would he be okay with what I'm taking in on social media? You know, would he be okay with who I'm spending time with right now? Would he be okay with this? Would he be pleased with my decisions? Friends, we all make choices that either please or grieve the Holy Spirit. Before I was truly surrendered to God, I was very popular, but everything changed the day that I got on my knees and told God, you can have it all. Do whatever you want. I'm yours. That's when consecration began in my life. Yes, it's uncomfortable. You know, when you have your whole life living a certain way, living for yourself, living selfish, justifying what you think, what you say, what you do, the Holy Spirit needs to uproot and it goes deep. There's a purging that takes place, and it's painful at first. Of course, any deep work that anybody does doesn't start out feeling good. Just recently, I got a deep tissue massage, and you know, and I tell them, I don't want a fluffy, soft massage, you know. 
even if it hurts at first because they're working the muscle, you know, I actually prefer that because I know that the end result will be beneficial. It's the same as when God says, you know, give me all of your past, all of your hurt, all your desires, and let me transform you. Let me go deep. Trust me, you're not missing out. Your life will be so much better when I'm done. I have a beautiful plan and purpose for your life. Friends, I'm using my life as an example to show you that it's so worth it. Ever since that day that I gave the Holy Spirit permission to do this deep work in my life, I've never been the same. He started healing and changing, purifying my heart, identity in Christ, giving me quick conviction, and stripping me from fleshly cravings. Friends, God calls us to be set apart. If you're constantly being entertained by the world, then you are not pursuing holiness. Ephesians 4.22 tells us, We were taught with regard to our former way of life to put off our old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of our minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Then again in Romans 12. So here's what I want you to do with God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and he develops well-formed maturity in you. Amen to that. What a word. These are the words that we should live by. When you're living with that sensitivity, you know, you're pursuing holiness, then you can't just do everything that everybody else is doing. For example, there's a show out there right now that's super popular that so many people are watching. It actually came out years ago and it's on season five now, but I've never checked out the show. One night recently, you know, I was just curious. I'm like, oh man, the show is so popular. I wonder what it's about. And I'm sure you've heard of the show. It's called Yellowstone. I was like, I love Montana. I love nature, you know, cowboys. It has Kevin Costner in it, but I knew that all I needed to do was go all the way back to season one, episode one, and see what that episode is about. Because if that episode is trash, then I guarantee you it gets worse as the seasons go on. You know, they start to add more, there's more violence, more impurity, you know, more wokeism, all of that, right? So I knew that episode one would tell me a lot. So I went back, I watched episode one, and yes, it's on this beautiful ranch. The cinematography is gorgeous, you know, all of it, great actors, really well made, right? But I'm telling you, in the very first episode, there was rough sex, foul language, anger, unforgiveness, greed, godlessness, and even a little kid that was like five years old dropped the F-bomb. And this was all in the very first episode, And immediately the Holy Spirit's conviction got hold of me. He said, you can't watch a show. I knew that if I dived into this show, I would be grieving the Holy Spirit. I was turned off by it. 
See, when you're pursuing holiness, you can't do what the norm is. You can't do what's popular. You can't do what everybody else is doing. And it's not that you can't do it. You don't want to do it because you know that it messes with your peace. And when God changes your heart and you develop a love relationship with him, you know, you don't think the same. You don't talk the same. You don't enjoy the same entertainment. You don't enjoy the same lifestyles as the majority of the world. You just don't. This is just one example. But when you really want to live in intimacy with Christ, when you really want to live right with him, then you want the Holy Spirit to convict you. It's actually a beautiful thing because it keeps us protected. It keeps us at peace. It keeps us from being polluted. And ultimately, it keeps us in right relationship with God. Of course, the enemy will come in and try to deceive you, you know, tell you that it's really not that bad. Everybody's doing it. Next thing you know, you're desensitized. You're justifying your actions. You're no longer living sensitive to the Holy Spirit's conviction. And when you're consumed with pride, you don't allow anybody to really hold you accountable. And it's a scary place to be. The most tragic thing for a believer is a hard heart. And that's what happened to Samson. Samson was a man back in the day that God set apart in his mother's womb to lead his nation. Samson was like a bodybuilder. God created him to be the strongest man at that time. And he only had one requirement in order for him to keep his strength. And that was to never cut his hair, to never allow a razor to touch his head. But the enemy knows our weakness, you know, and he knew Samson's weakness was women. And so he brought a seductive woman, Delilah, to convince him to cut his hair. And at first, you know, he fought it off. He knew that God called him to be set apart. But just like the enemy, you know, Delilah was persistent and would not give up. And eventually, Samson gave in, told Delilah his secret to his strength was to cut his hair. She called his enemies in, the Philistines, to come and cut his hair. And he completely lost his strength. He thought that he could just call on God because he was set apart and God was with him. God created him for such a time as this. But you know what? He lived in rebellion. He lived in disobedience. And the scariest thing, when he called out to God for help, The Bible tells us the Lord left him and he didn't even know it. How scary is that, friends? You could think that you're right with God, but in reality, you're living in the enemy's camp, living for yourself, doing whatever you want, being gratifying your flesh. You've been doing whatever it is that you want to do, but you no longer are living with that Holy Spirit conviction. You are no longer living right with God. And the scariest thing is the devil is sneaky. You know, he's a sneaky snake. He doesn't do this all overnight. It's one compromise after another, after another, after another. Next thing you know, the Lord has left you. So I really encourage you friends today to have a heart check. If there's any secret sin, secret sin causes a hard heart. You might not even think that you're doing anything wrong. You might not even think that you're grieving the Holy Spirit when in fact you are. So I encourage you to have some quiet time. The Bible tells us to search our heart, to repent, and to get it right. It's important that we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit's convictions, but this doesn't mean that we're perfect. You know, I get it wrong sometimes. You know, I'll do things that I know are grieving the Spirit. I'll watch something. I'll do something. I'll think something. I'll have offense in my heart, unforgiveness. And I know those things are wrong. I know that that grieves the Holy Spirit. But you know what? The conviction of the Holy Spirit will call me to quick repentance and to make it right. 
And that is the difference. It's not because now you're perfect and you don't do anything. You don't ever feed the flesh or have, you know, selfish thoughts or wrong hearts motives. But if you are no longer living with that conviction, if you don't even think something's wrong anymore, if you just justify everything, if no one can tell you anything, if no one can hold you accountable, no one can come to you and love and warn you, then that is a scary place to be because that means that you have a hard heart. Now, there is a difference between having a religious spirit, being religious, and living holy. Pursuing holiness is not religious. Religion gives you a list of must-do rules, you know, going through the motions out of obligation, fear, or trying to earn God's favor. Religious people often deal with self-righteousness and pride. They look down on you, but they can't admit their own struggles. They speak out of wrong motives and a judgmental spirit. And it all flows out of a hard heart. But God flips the script. You know, he comes to you with love and compassion. And he wants you to get rid of anything that separates you from a love relationship with him. Anything that will lead you down the path of destruction. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. You know, friends, every choice that we make when we're following Jesus should be because we love him. And so out of love, we want to be quick to get it right so we don't fall into sin's trap. Our relationship with Jesus becomes our main priority, and we give up our rights in exchange for a love relationship with Him that calls us to pursue holiness. It's not about living in a gray area or seeing what you can get away with as a Christian. You know, when you have a love relationship with someone, you don't want to do anything that hurts them or separates you from a relationship with them, right? And that's how we need to pursue a right relationship with Christ. It's motivated out of love, not fear. Hebrews 12 tells us, you know, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless. Leviticus tells us, you know, I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by this world. Friends, the truth is holiness is loneliness because the more that you live to please God, you purge yourself of what's popular in this world or what everybody else is doing, what they're saying, how they think, where they spend their time, and you start to really live a life that is set apart and consecrated that looks like Jesus, you're not going to relate to the majority of people out there. Just the simple fact that you're not willing to compromise like they are, you know, talk like them, or live the same lifestyle. You know, a lot of times, if somebody's not ready to grow in Christ, and their heart is hardened, and they're living that life, they're not going to want to hang out with someone that reminds them of that. This takes me back to a friend I had a few years ago. We had a lot of fun together and everything, but she wasn't living surrendered to God, even though she called herself a Christian. And she told me one day when we went out to dinner that, you know, she had to sleep with a guy every single week. So she would just go online, she would find guys, and she would just have one night stands with guys. But I tried to tell her, you know, I let her know that every time she sleeps with someone, she's creating a soul tie. So I corrected her in the spirit of love, but you know what? She wasn't ready for that. And she snapped at me and said, I'm not going to be your celibate sister, Leah. That's what she said to me. And ever since that day, she stopped calling me as often. 
And it's not because I did anything wrong to her. It's not because I was judgmental. It wasn't because I was harsh with her. There was no reason. I knew the reason why. I knew it was because I was reminding her of her sin. And she felt guilty when she was around me. And that's the Holy Spirit's conviction. But we can either reject it or receive it. And if you're not in a place that you want to give up your sin, if you don't want to change your life, then you don't want to be around anybody that reminds you that you are not living right. And that's a scary place to be. So the reality is holiness is loneliness. You know, just look at Jesus. Even his closest friends betrayed him. But I can tell you because I've lived it, you're not missing out. It's really the better life. You know, you will have God's approval. You'll walk in favor consistent peace, and nothing compares, nothing. So humble yourself and allow God to heal all the broken pieces of your heart. Those broken areas that are causing you to desire the temporary more than the eternal. Spend time in God's word every day. Fall in love with Jesus. Allow him to satisfy your heart. He tells us, you know, all that are weary, all that are empty, come to me and I will give you water and you will never thirst again. The world keeps you empty, wanting for more, wanting the next thing. But God is our creator and he created in all of us a void that only he can fill, that can never be filled by anything of this world. And unless we allow him to fill that void, we will never be satisfied. Friends, you got to know by now, unless you're asleep, (laughs) living in this day and age in our culture, that we are in a spiritual battle. You know, we are in a war for our souls. And the more we play with the world, the more ground we give the enemy who is always seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. We must spend time in God's word every day. The Bible is what gives us the strength, the wisdom, and the fulfillment we need. Holiness is a life of discipline, focus, and living righteous. It's about God's glory rather than conforming our lives to the ways of this world. Well, this wraps up today's message. I pray that the Holy Spirit is tugging at your heart and that he's speaking to you. Let's come in agreement as I lead us in prayer. Lord, I come before you today and I lift up every single person listening to this message, Lord God. I pray that you would come and tug on hearts, Lord God. Start to soften hearts. Speak to those that are listening, Lord God. If there's any way in them that's not right with you, any habit, any secret sin, any heart condition that does not please you, Lord God, I pray that you would come with your Holy Spirit's sweet conviction, Lord God, and that you would tug on their hearts and speak to them powerfully in this moment. I break off the spirit of shame, condemnation, anything that comes from the enemy, any lie from the enemy is canceled and void now in the name of Jesus. Any deception that tells them that they can continue to live the way that they're living, Lord God, I pray that your voice would be louder than any other, that they would fall in love with your word, Lord God, to read your word every day, that they would fall in love with you, Lord God, that they would know you and desire to live a life that is pleasing to you, Lord God. I pray that you encourage every single person listening today to be all that you have created them to be. Thank you for your great love and mercy on us, Lord God, that even when we were sinners, even when we were far apart from you, living for ourselves, Lord God, you loved us, Lord God, and you are calling us home. You are calling us to draw closer to you, Lord God, to live a life that is right with you, to be an example to this world of what it looks like to have joy and peace 
that does not come from things of this world, that only comes from you, Lord God. The things of this world are temporary, but you are eternal, Lord God. Thank you for who you are. Give us a hunger, a desire for you above all else. In Jesus' name, amen. Make sure to subscribe to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to the Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.